Happy Mother's Day. We are so grateful that you're here to worship the Lord with us today, and we honor mom today. And uh, I just want you to know uh, what a blessing you are to us moms. I'm grateful for a godly mother, married to a godly wife, the mother of our five kids, and so thankful for the blessing of each and every one of you. We're in a series on Sunday mornings entitled Wisdom for the Family. Today we come to Proverbs chapter 31, and I want to talk to you about this idea of a model mother. Proverbs 31 gives us this model mom. If you read Proverbs 31, verse 10 to the end of the chapter, sometimes you think, man, there's no way as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, there's no way that I could do all of this. Well, it's setting up a model. It's setting up an ideal. And we know that life sometimes is not always ideal. It doesn't always work out exactly like we want it to. But here in Proverbs chapter 31, we see the model that God has set before us of a mom and a wife. Proverbs chapter 31, we're going to read a few verses. We'll study the entire chapter, but let's read verses 10 to 12, and then we'll read verse 28 through 31 as we talk about a model mother in the series, Wisdom for the Family. Verse, tw- verse 10 of Proverbs 31, an excellent wife who can find. She's far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he'll have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Then Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28 through the end of the chapter. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I heard about uh, someone doing a survey and they asked second graders all sorts of questions about mom. The first question was this, why did God make mothers? One of the answers was to help us out when we were getting born. So how did God make mothers? Magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. What ingredients are mothers made of? This is one of my favorites. God makes mothers out of clouds and her angel hair and everything nice with one dab of mean. That's how God makes mothers. (laughs) Why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? She knew that she would, he knew that she would like me a lot and other people's moms wouldn't like me at all. (laughs) What kind of little girl was your mother? I don't know because I wasn't there. My guess is pretty bossy, but they say she used to be nice. Why did your mom marry your dad? She got too old to do anything else with him. (laughs) Who's the boss at your house? Mom is. She doesn't want to be, but she has to be because dad is a goofball. (laughs) What does your mom do in her spare time? Mothers don't do spare time. That's what the second graders said. What would it take to make your mom perfect? On the inside, she is already perfect. On the outside, some type of plastic surgery. (laughs) Not me, these second grade kids. If you could change one thing about your mom, what would it be? I would like to get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head, right? (laughs) Wonderful wisdom. Today, 
from Proverbs 31, we're going to see what God has to say about moms. And the interesting thing about Proverbs 31, we can't tell it in English, but in Hebrew, it's an acrostic. And so literally, it begins with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet all the way to the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So, so here we're learning what a mom is from A to Z, okay? And what a wife is from, from A to Z. A to Z, what makes a mom great? What's this model mother? And what she does. And so let's, let's study this and learn about the mom that God says you ought to be in your home, with your husband, with your kids, with your family. First of all, notice in verses 13 through 19, a mom and her work. A mom and her work. I ran across as I was studying a job description for mom. You're going to like this. Here's the position. Mom. Mother, mama, mommy, that's the position, okay? Here's the job description. Long-term team players needed for challenging permanent work and an often chaotic environment. Candidates must possess excellent communication and organizational skills, be willing to work variable hours, which include nights and weekends, frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Some overnight travel required, including trips to primitive camping sites on rainy weekends, endless sports tournaments in faraway cities, travel expenses not reimbursed. What are the responsibilities? The rest of your life. You must be willing to be hated, at least temporarily, until someone needs $5. You must be willing to bite your tongue repeatedly. must be willing to be indispensable one moment and an embarrassment the next must always hope for the best but be prepared for the worst, must assume complete accountability for the quality of the end product. How about possibility for advancement and promotion? Virtually none. Your job is to remain in the same position for years without complaining, constantly restraining, retraining, and updating your skills so that those in your charge can ultimately surpass you. Previous experience? None required, unfortunately. On-the-job training offered on a continually exhausting basis. How about wages and compensation? Get this. You pay them. Offering frequent raises and bonuses. A balloon payment is due when they turn 18, expecting that they'll go to college. Maybe one day they'll become financially independent. But when you die, you give them everything that's left. Benefits, while no health or dental insurance, no pension, no tuition reimbursement, no paid holidays, no stock options are offered. This job supplies limited opportunities for personal growth and free hugs for life if you play your cards right. Who would want to sign up for that job? You did, Mom. Congratulations. And we are so grateful. In verses 13 through 19, you see the job description of a mom. Here it talks a lot about what the mom does, what the wife does in the home, all types of roles and responsibilities. She's constantly working, thinking, planning, praying. And the picture's presented of a large household with lots of responsibilities and lots of things going on. There's food that must be served. There are kids that must be clothed. Uh, choices must be made. Work must be done. And she has to ensure there's food for everyone there. Verse 14 tells us she's like the ships of a merchant. She brings her food from afar. Like the ships go out and get loaded down and bring something back. That's the image or the picture that Solomon paints or that the, the, the Proverbs paint here. 
the mom goes out and brings all these wonderful things back to the home. Look at verses 16 through 18. She considered a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. This part of the account portrays the wife and the mother as a shrewd businesswoman making wise investments on her earnings. She dresses herself with strength. Her arms are strong. She's a tireless worker. She offers expertise in all sorts of areas. Verse 18 simply means she burns the midnight oil. Her lamp does not go out at night. I thank God for mothers who stay home. I thank God for mothers who work outside the home. There are many moms who'd love to stay home, but they have to work. Many moms choose to go to work outside of the home, but every mom works a lot inside the home. I heard about a working mom who was doing her best at her job and her home. One day her husband was complaining. Her husband was always complaining. And so one morning they're getting ready and she's getting ready to go to her job and he's getting ready to go to his job. And he says, wouldn't it be nice if one day you could fix me a hot breakfast? That would be great. She poured him a bowl of cornflakes, opened the drawer, and gave him a match and said, there, light your cornflakes on fire. You'll have a nice hot breakfast. That's a good idea for some of y'all. So every year, salary.com puts out, they do research, and they put out information, a comparison of what a stay-at-home mom's salary is worth in the United States workforce. Taking into account that she's a nurse, a homemaker, a chef, a janitor, a taxi cab driver, or Uber or Lyft these days, and she's a teacher available 24-7, she would earn a salary over $162,000 a year, and that's based on 96 hours of work every single week. The same salary range of a a pediatrician or a law school professor. That's what the stay-at-home mom's wages are worth. A mom and her work, she works tirelessly. Secondly, notice a mom and her walk. She walks faithfully. She has a faithful walk with the Lord. The Bible tells us a model mother is someone that walks with Jesus. She's faithful and fruitful in her walk. Look look what the Bible says in verse 20. This gives you a picture of the kind of person she is. She opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. So she's concerned about not just those in her care, in her household, but also those around her, those that are in need. Not only that, the Bible tells us in verse 27, she looks well to the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. This woman runs a tight ship. She's always working, always planning, always accomplishing something. She's, she's never asleep on the job. While her husband might go out of town on a trip and her children are at school, they don't worry about the home. They know that that home is taken care of. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. The ideal mom is not at all idle. The Bible also tells us something very important in verse 30. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now, I want you to understand what the Bible is saying here. Men, listen carefully. You're not to go to your wife and say, I'm glad you don't have beauty or charm, but you love Jesus. That is not at all what it's saying, okay? It's not saying that beauty and charm don't matter. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But it's saying the most important thing 
is to follow the Lord and to be obedient and faithful. All of these things might not last. Charm might not last. Beauty might fade with time. But ultimately, the thing that matters the most is your eternal relationship with the Lord. That is what's most significant. That is what is most important. She fears the Lord. She's worthy to be praised. I ran across a list of things that moms would never say. Here's something moms would never say. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? Just leave the lights on. It makes the house look more cheery. Let me smell that shirt. Yeah, it's good for another week. Go for it. Go ahead and keep that dog, honey. I'll walk and feed him every day. Well, if Timmy's mom says it's okay, that's good enough for me. I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. That's my favorite of all. The end of the every day, Miss Jones would sit in her chair and she'd open her Bible and she'd read. And her little girl would watch her. She'd watch her when she was a little baby and she was a one-year-old. She was a toddler. She was a two-year-old, finally four years old. She, every night she sees her mom sitting in the chair reading the Bible. Every night. And finally, four years old, she looks up at her mom and says, when are you ever going to finish that book? You know what? Your kids are watching your walk, aren't they? Oh, they pay attention. They see. Believe it or not, they see more than you know. They're watching. A mom and her walk. Thirdly, notice a mom and her wisdom. We see this in verse 25 and verse 26. The Bible tells us the model mother is wise. She's prepared for the future. She's not worried about what's to come. In fact, verse 25 says she laughs at the time to come. She thinks about the future and she's not worried. She's planned and she's, she's prepared. She's not sitting around. She's ready. The wise and gracious woman. She's wise and gracious in her speech. Look what the Bible says in verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Listen, moms, wives, you may or may not know this, but in many ways, you set the atmosphere for the home by your words and by your tone and by your attitude and your actions. So for the most part, she tries not to, to yell or scream too much. And she tries to, to have speech seasoned with wisdom, with kindness on her tongue. She's wise in the way she approaches her family. She's really the master teacher in the home. She's teaching as they're riding in the car going to school or teaching as, as she's picking up from practice or teaching as she's cooking in the kitchen or teaching as she's at her job. She's teaching her kids and she's setting an example and she's showing others what it means to be a wise follower of Christ. The Bible says strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. And so she's not quite as concerned about the clothing that she can buy in a store. She's more concerned about being a godly woman of strength and of dignity that's prepared for the future with wisdom and grace as she ministers to her children and to her husband and to her grandchildren. She's a wise, wise woman. Think about what your mom has taught you. Not just what she said with all the lessons that you can have when you sit down, but what has your mom taught you? The wisdom as you approach life. 
as you prepare to be an adult or as now you're an adult to this day, as you have kids of your own, as you have grandkids, what have you learned from a wise mom? And finally, I want you to notice this, a mom and her worth. A mom and her worth. The Bible tells us of the the great value, the worth of a godly mother. I, I love this phrase in verse 10. It sets the tone for the entire passage. An excellent wife. Who can find, maybe your Bible says, a virtuous wife? The word excellent means strong in all moral qualities. It's not easy to find a wife of noble character. They are few and far between. She possesses virtue and honor, strength and dignity, wisdom. The Bible says she's worth more than jewels. In other words, money can't buy a woman like that. She's more valuable. She's worth more than money could ever buy. Just about the time this model mother looks back and wonders all the effort, all the sleepless nights, all the practices, all the trips to the doctor, all the money spent, all the time, the energy, just the moment when this model mother looks back and says, I wonder if it was all worth it. Guess what happens? The Bible tells us in verse 28 and 29, her children rise up. And call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Here's what he says. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. You are the best of the best. Just those moments, those days that can be long, there may be moments where you wonder, am I going to survive? Are they going to survive? And will it all be worth it in the end? Picture this moment. Somewhere off in the future, her children rise up and call her blessed. Mom, thank you. Because of who you are, I am blessed and I bless you. Her husband praises her. Look, there are a lot of ladies in this world, and many of them are great, but no one, no one is as great as you. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Boy, that's worth more than anything money can buy. Listen to this conclusion here in verse 30 and 31. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. No one leaves a greater legacy than a godly mother. You have this incredible responsibility, this joy that God has entrusted to you, all of this that God has granted to you. And yes, the days are long, but the years are short. You have moments and times where you wonder, is it worth it all? Look at this. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. Let her works praise her in the gates. In other words, her reputation goes before her out in the community. A godly, faithful mother. There's no amount of money in the world that can buy a mom like that. And if you're here today and you had a mom like that, or you have a mom like that, I want you to know how incredibly blessed 
you are and how rare that is. Her reputation goes before her even into the gates. It says she's worth more than jewels. Maybe your Bible says rubies. Her value is far beyond precious stones. Hey, we have a reason to rejoice today and thank God for moms. Where would we be without you praying for us, leading us, guiding us? I want to finish with something that you might not expect on Mother's Day. I brought a gift, not really a gift, but more of an example or an object lesson. Inside this bag is a uh, big container of Heinz ketchup, all right? By the way, in case you're wondering, this is the Purdue size, okay? They sell these at the store. It's, it's listed, you know, Purdue size, families of five, or, you know, five kids or more. Um, Heinz tomato ketchup. This is what I'm giving Stephanie for uh, Mother's Day, so... Would you like to come up on stage? No, she doesn't like to come up on stage at all. Yeah, yeah, she would really like that. Heinz tomato ketchup. So what does Heinz ketchup have to do with Mother's Day? It's not that your kids want to eat ketchup on everything, okay, because I know many of them do. Um, But I want to tell you a story about a guy named Henry Heinz. So that every time you grab a bottle of Heinz ketchup or you put ketchup on your fries or your hot dog or your hamburger or ketchup on your ketchup, or whatever it is, you'll remember this. A guy named Henry Hines, he was the founder of the Hines Company. Listen to what he said. When his will was read, these were the last words that were heard. Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end, our desire to set forth at the very, very beginning of this will is the most important item in it. Listen now. A confession of my faith in Jesus Christ in which there were unusual joys and sorrows. I desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life, I have been wonderfully sustained by my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left me by my consecrated mother, a woman of strong faith, and to it, I attribute any success I have attained. Henry J. Hines. Did you know that Hines ketchup is a testament to a godly mom? Did you know that? Every time you reach for the bottle or put it on your food, every time you eat it, you need to remember. And kids, every time you ask for ketchup, you just take a moment and say, Hey, Mom, I love you. Thank you so much. And Henry Hines said there would not be Hines ketchup. If it weren't for my mom, who loved Jesus and taught me all about him. Hey, today, can I ask you a question? If you're a mom here, a grandmother, a wife, the most important thing that you can do is to give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. You'll never be able to be the perfect mom, and that's okay. Because God certainly didn't give you perfect kids or perfect husbands. Amen? But you can be a godly mom who loves the Lord and follows him faithfully. If you're here today and you're a husband or you're a kid, I can't think of a better gift than for your mother to know that everyone in her family has surrendered their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and is walking 
with the Lord today. There's not a better gift that you could give to your wife or to your mom.